Hi everybody, I'm Landon Hickman and I went to church camp for my first time this year. I had an awesome time. We, Me and Noah got to lead the Bible study one time. We led on the parable of talents. You can find that in Matthew 25 verse 14. We had um, an awesome Bible study teacher, just an all-over great time. I thank you for letting the church letting me go, and I can't wait till next year. Um, well, I got to go with the youth this year, and it was such a good time. We so appreciate the church for funding that, for letting us go. Um, Landon mentioned that they did a Bible study. I wouldn't even thought of the kids doing that, but it's amazing the Bible study they did. I mean, they were asking the kids questions. They were explaining what a parable meant, and they explained the whole thing. I mean, they we should have let them do it every night. They did an awesome job. But um, the things that I liked the best about this camp that I just didn't expect is I knew the kids would have fun, but and they had worship time in the mornings and at evenings, and I expected them to learn about God in the mornings and the evenings, but everything they did they did rec time, and they did these tracks. And tracks were like, you could pick things that you want to go do, like basketball or whatever. They would stop in the middle of every track, in the middle of every rec game, and explain something about how it related to the Bible. So they always got the Word of God like through the whole entire day. It was really amazing um, what all they did. And they even did great things for the adults. We got quiet time and Bible time and they had the pastor of the place stay back with the, with the adults. When the kids went to their Bible study time, we got to do our Bible study time as well. Um, so it was really neat, the things that they let us in and the things that we kind of did on our own for Bible study. So we greatly appreciate it, and I'm definitely looking forward to next year already. Amen. Thank you, Tiffany and Landon. Uh, at this point in time, we're going to have... Uh, Miss Carly Nelson, did she, where did she go? There she is. And she's going to sing a song from, for you from the piano. And uh, Daryl, I don't remember the mic that's over here, but I'm sure you know which one it is. I think it's Lacey's mic. This is my first time ever playing piano in front of a whole crowd of people. And I'm kind of nervous, so please forgive me if I mess up.
Landon and Tiffany um, gave you a testimony from the Center Kid Camp, but we also last week went to Centrifuge. And so before, I'm, we're going to have a few testimonies, but before we did, I wanted to give you a really quick idea of why do we even do camps? Why does Ray for In case you didn't realize, you guys pay almost all of the camp fees. So there's a, we asked for a deposit for people, but you guys paid for it. And that's right. So why do you pay for it? Why do we believe that this is important? Let me just give you, not exhaustive, not all the reasons, but just a couple things to think about. One thing that we believe, we learned in our camp memory verse, Colossians chapter 2, 6 and 7. It says, therefore, as you received Christ, so walk in him, being rooted and built up in him, established in the faith just as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. And we're hoping that camp helps us accomplish these things. One, it introduces people to Christ. Just as you have received Christ, we're hoping that camp introduces some students to Christ. We're also hoping for students who already know Christ that they can be built up in him, established in the faith, and overflowing with thankfulness through camp. A lot of those things are things we try to do all year round at Rayford Road. There's one other thing I want to bring out that camp does very specially in a way that's hard for us to replicate. We saw this at camp this uh, last week in a passage, and I'm going to read to you from, second, from 1 Samuel chapter 23. Let me give you just a little bit of background. David, after he was anointed king, he was still under the already king Saul. And Saul knew this and was angry about it and wanted to kill David. And so there comes a point in 1 Samuel 23 where David is fleeing from his life from Saul and Saul's son, Jonathan, comes and talks to him. Let me read for you. I'll start in verse 15. So David saw that Saul had come to seek his life. And David was in the wilderness of Ziph at Horsh. And Jonathan, Saul's son, rose and went to David at Horsh. And he strengthened his hand in God. And he said to him, Do not fear, for the, the hand of Saul my father shall not find you. You shall be the king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. Saul, my father, also knows this. And the two of them made a covenant before the Lord. David remained at Horish, and Jonathan went home. And what we learned this week from reading that is that God uses friendships. God used David's friendship with Jonathan to strengthen Jonathan's hand. When David thought his life was about to be blotted out, when the king of all of Israel was looking to kill David, a great friend came to him and strengthened him in the Lord. We're trusting that events like Center Kid and Centrifuge are laying the foundations of friendships that will allow our students to strengthen each other in the Lord. The truth is, most students find friends in places that aren't always helpful for them. Right? Some of our friends don't strengthen us in the Lord. But we're hoping that through camp and through other activities here that we're developing deep friendships that will take us through these times when it seems like everything else is dark. So without further ado, let me go ahead and bring up, we're going to bring up three people. And if you want to come up so you're not sitting too far away, but Victoria Connor will come first. And then Laurie, uh, Laurie and Caitlin, if you all come up after her. And then Jeffrey Cox will close us out. And we'll just pass the mic off. Thanks, Victoria. Hey guys, um, I went to camp as a junior counselor, which was a little weird for me because I'm just, you know, coming out of the whole student thing, but it was, it was a really great experience, and honestly, in the beginning, I didn't want to go. I was like, I was just, um, some of you know, I've been struggling and just, you know, really having a hard time, and I was like, you know what, if I'm if I'm not perfect, if I don't have my life all together, you know, what good is it for me to go and try to, you know, try to teach these kids, try to mentor these kids, you know, that's, you know, I just, I just shouldn't go. I should just stay at home and I should just, you know, be miserable or whatever. I was, I don't know what I thought I was going to do instead, but I was like, you know, I, I don't deserve to go. I shouldn't go. But, 
you know, I just felt like God was like, you know what? I just need you to trust me. I just need you to go anyway. I use flawed people. I was like, but I, I don't want to go right now. Uh, anyway, but um, as most of you know, obedience to God is usually a good idea. So I went, and I had just the most, I had the most fantastic time. And I was actually, one of the girls in my room was actually, God brought me out of what I was struggling with literally days before she came to me. And she's like, you just seem like you have your life all together. And so I knew I could talk to you about this. And I was like, you, you have no idea. God literally just brought me out of this. So then I was able to turn around and use, you know, what I had thought was just this horrible thing that was just ruining my life. And I was able to turn around and help her and pray for her. So um, thank you guys so much for sending me to camp. I got to know a lot of people in our youth group better, and I just had a fantastic time. So thank you very much. And in my opinion, she should not be a junior counselor. She's one of the most sweetest, most wonderful people that I know and loved going with her. Do you want to go first? Hey, everyone. Um, I loved camp. Um, it was a great experience, and I can't wait to go back next year. Um, and I'm going to try to say the memory verse that we did at camp. So it's Colossians 2, 6, and 7. So, therefore... As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you've been taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Um, and also, um, ministering to the kids was awesome. I loved it. Just seeing the kids smile made, made my heart feel really warm. And so, yeah, thank you. And I wanted to thank you as well for sending us, and, and we thank the church for picking up the majority of the financial burden. It allows a lot of children to go. And I don't know if y'all realize or not, but we did not swim. We did not kayak. We did not go horseback riding. We did nothing that most people would think would be related with camp, but yet we enjoyed ourselves thoroughly. What we did is we did backyard. We joined a local church there. Um, I say we joined, there was a pastor there who um, oversaw it. He had a neighborhood ready for us and a, a little park, and we did backyard Bible club with children. And what we did is the very first day, we went around and canvassed the neighborhood, talked to people, invited them down to the park um, to come down that day and then the following two days. And then we, we played games with them, we did crafts with them, and we did a story time with them, a Bible story time. And our kids, our youth were just fearless. It, you know, we had a great leader in Nathaniel, and we just, I just saw courage that I wasn't really expecting. They went door to door. Everybody took turns talking. Nobody stood back and said, I don't want to do it. Then when we got to the um, park, the kids played. Our youth played with the children. We actually had youth that led the Bible stories. And that was just so... It encouraged my heart so much to see. I think there were three or four that prepared Bible stories. Not all of them got to actually give them. And some were afraid, but they were willing to do it, and they actually prepared. And that was such a blessing to me. And to see our youth pull together um, to do this and enjoy it so much. And I know Caitlin was talking about the fact that she made friends with people that she sees all the time at church but hasn't really been able to make those friendships, Carly, um, some others. But how that bonded us together more than just going and having fun. And so I was blessed to be able to go myself. I learned more about the word myself. I got to see Caitlin grow. I got to see the other youth grow, bond together. And then we got the privilege of being able to see these young people come to the park and just I mean, the smiles on their face, it's like these people are here for us. They were fed, they were played with, and they were taught the word of God. So um, 
the church that we went to is called Grace Community Church, and I know years ago, because I looked it up, community church used to mean something specific. I don't think it really means that now so much. But when I think of Rayford Road Church, I think of a community church. It's not we don't just reach this community. We reach communities in Honduras. We reach communities up in North Carolina. And, y'all, we're a part of this, and I, I, I think that God must be pleased. Thank you. I'm, I'm like Landon. My name is Jeffrey Cox, and I just went to my first church camp. <laughs> and it was amazing, guys. It really was. This was literally the first time I've ever been, and my expectations were a lot different than what I thought was going to be. I was going to have a great time and play games and just, just, just play, really. But it turned out to be a lot different, guys. And Nathaniel and I talked about this on the way home, about this needs to be told, what our kids did, because when, when our church body goes on a mission trip... They get to get up and tell a testimony. And guys, the kids at your church, we were like on a mission trip. We did have a good time. We played. We played dodgeball in the room. We wrestled in the room. The guys did. We had a big time. But what, like Lori was saying, when we went to that neighborhood, guys, these kids went door to door to door. We probably hit 100 homes. And, and it was not this extremely wealthy neighborhood. This was a poor neighborhood in this community. Old factories all in it, these old brick factories that are all shut down, and the homes are, are, are in not the best shape at all. And I was a little discouraged the first day because we only had five or six kids come out the very first day. The second day that we were there, I think we had maybe at least 20 kids, maybe a couple more come out, and it was glorious. But what impacted me most was seeing our kids work. I mean, kids that you never hear them talk around church. Julia Archambault, uh, Caitlin right here, Hunter over there. Where's Hunter at? Hunter right over there. Kids you never see talk or say anything at church, they were knocking on these doors and asking moms and dads, not knowing what to expect, not knowing who was going to open the door, but they, they were asking, telling the families, hey, we've got this backyard Bible study. We're going to be playing games. We're going to be feeding the kids. Please let them come down and, and, and play with us and worship with us. And like I said, the next day was amazing. We had about 20 kids come out, and uh, it was a, a glorious experience. It blessed my heart to see what went on at camp. Um, at camp, at Ridgecrest, we were, um, we were gone most of the day, but we had uh, worship services in the morning and worship services in the evening, and they covered four main topics for the week. The first topic was being his. They taught us to be his, and basically what that was is we have to trust God in all of our decisions and everything we do. We've got friends that we talk to and we trust, but we don't all the time, we don't talk to God like we should. So we went over that and tried to instill that in the kids, or the camp did. Uh, the, another item we talked about was being last. We have to be last. You know, we, it's our nature to be first in everything that we do. But that's the, as a Christian, that's not what we should be instilling in ourselves and in our, in our youth. We have to be last. We have to put others first. Uh, another thing they talked about, and this really hit home with me, and that's being real. We have to be real with God. And we all have our little cliques and groups that we hang around with and talk to and go out to eat with. But one thing that we do not do, and, and this is one thing I don't do, I shouldn't say we, one thing that, that I find myself not doing is encouraging my friends and talking about God and talking about Jesus when we're hanging out with them. We just get together and eat and have a good time and play. We don't do that enough. So that's the one that really impacted me for the week was being real with our friends, challenging each other, teaching each other. And the last thing was to be bold. The last day we were at camp, they taught us to be bold. We have to stand up for God. Things are going to happen, and we're not going to have the courage to speak up. But they were trying to teach us to be bold, just like Joshua was when he basically took over when Moses was gone. Be courageous. Be bold. They want us to be the same way. So altogether, it was great. And then I got a double dose, guys. I, I did something today I hadn't done in a long time. I got home. I ate lunch. And I went and laid in my bed. And I didn't get up until I had to come here tonight. <laughs> because um, we got back from camp on Monday about 9 o'clock. And then Friday morning, I jumped in a canoe and went down 20 miles down to Swanee River with the youth boys. And I'm exhausted. So... Um, we had a big time, though, doing that with the youth boys, and, and um, we had four Bible studies, 
um, with the guys on the river. It was just a glorious experience also. I can't wait to do that again. I can't wait to do camp again also. I may not be ready to go tomorrow, but give me about a month, month or so to recover, and I'll be right on board again. I can't wait to go. Thank you guys for, for helping us pay to go, and we really enjoyed it. Before John gets back up, I just want to repeat again how thankful we are for you because we know that most of us couldn't have afforded to go without your help. And um, it's just such a privilege to be involved in a church who believes in shepherding our youth, helping us develop friendships that will challenge and grow. If you don't mind, before John comes up, I'm just going to pray for our youth real quick, if you'll join me. Dear Lord, we are overwhelmingly thankful for the gifts you've given us that allow us to disciple and pour back into our youth. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated the homecoming service here at Rayford Road, and we honored the people who have gone before us, and we come from this incredible legacy that we're so thankful for, but we also are looking forward to the future, and we're looking forward to seeing what you're going to do in the lives of the youth and the people that you're already developing and training to reach Baker County for years and years to come. Teach us to be faithful. Teach us to speak life, to words of truth, encouragement, and also rebuke when necessary. Give us the wisdom to shepherd uh, the most important resources you've given us. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, there's some great testimonies. Really great testimonies. Uh, Miss Danita, we're going to be ready here in just a second. We're going to have to get her set up. But uh, as we're doing that, I'd like to also just kind of add something. Um, I mean, we don't want to praise man, obviously, but there are people in this church who deserve some credit. And uh, I want to say, since our family has come to this church, we've seen all these people who put so much time and effort in investing in the youth and investing in the kids, and I don't want to try to name because I know I'll miss somebody, but uh, I just want to say thank you to you people who invest your time. I know VBS is coming up, and there's a lot of people who invest. Uh, they take A lot of these people take their vacations to go with the youth, to go to camp, to go to all these different places. I mean, they don't, you know, they, they don't have their own vacation time. They use it to go on a missions trip to Honduras or wherever it is they go or with the kids or with the... I'll tell you that a lot of people may not see you do that, but we know who does. And there's a special place for you, believe me. Um, Miss Danita, if you want to come up, and I I think the best way to introduce this is this is a sort of a modern-day parable. And we were watching her rehearse, and this is, I think you're really going to be blessed by this. It is really hot outside, and I guess y'all know it is. The clouds look like big pieces of cotton candy. It's just so sticky and hot. Wow. Oh, Miss Rosie, look at you. Oh, dear. I've just lost my mind. (laughs) goodness pray for me father I just ask right now that you bring all of this to mind I'm nervous Lord and I shouldn't be Holy Spirit just come upon me right now let me memorize this this is my friends my family right here my husband's here Lord I'm I'm shaken Uh, in Jesus Christ's name I pray amen oh my goodness my goodness I just uh I took my eyes off you for one minute, Miss Rosie, and look at you. You're just blooming. I just predict that you are going to be the prettiest, blossomed, full, beautiful yellow rose that I have ever seen. And to think, just for me to remember what you looked like when I first brought you home, when when I planted you. (laughs) 
You were skinny, you were scrawny, your leaves were all brown. And I almost passed you by when I went to the garden store. But I saw that you were 75% off, and you know me, I cannot pass up a bargain. And I just brought you home. And when I brought you home, I loved on you. And I gave you tender, loving care. I gave you soil, good soil, fertilizer, and some water. My goodness, I even watered you twice a day, Miss Rosie. But you know, I worried about you. You weren't doing so good there for a while. But I wonder, I wonder if maybe that was to prepare you for the rich spring that we've had this year and for the long, hot summer that we have ahead of us. But look at you. You're just beautiful. You're blooming. You're doing so well. Um, you've nearly exploded and just uh, bright and beautiful. And I am very proud of you. I know that in the garden, when we have visitors, people will definitely stop and smell the roses. <sighs> well. Miss Lily, dear, dear Miss Lily. <laughs> I can count on you. You are just as faithful as the sunshine. Don't tell anybody, but I think you're my favorite flower in the garden. You stand so tall and straight and so proud. But yet you're flexible and you bend and flow whenever the breezes blow. Um, um, I'm so sorry, y'all. But, hmm, I think there is something in that statement. There's a lesson in that for me. There is. And you know, Miss Lily, in the garden, you just give so much encouragement to all of the others around you. You do, Miss Lily. You're in just your own uniqueness. <clears throat> But you know what's so funny, Miss Lily? In all your beauty, I still see and enjoy ones just as beautiful as you growing wild alongside the country roads. Oh dear, look at these little ones. Well, how are y'all doing? Uh, excuse me, little ones. Your names are chrysanthemums. Well, do you know what day it is today? Do you? I hear some complaining. Don't complain about it. You know what day it is today. It's the day I've got to pinch your little heads off. <laughs> Don't complain. I know we got to do it. We got to just trim them and trim them. But you know what? I just love pinching your little heads off. Because, like my mama said, it's going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. But we have to do it. We have to do this, Miss Chrysanthemum. How do you expect to have all of these purple blooms and orange blossoms and this golden yellow tint if we do not trim you and pluck your little heads off? You know, we... Um, <clears throat> There's a reason for this. The reason is that when all the other flowers die and fade away, you're going to be blossomed. You're going to be blue, blooming like firecrackers. You won't stay dormant like the other ones have or will. Um, so it didn't hurt, did it? Didn't hurt one single bit, so no more complaining. <laughs> 
Okay? All right. Okay. And most of all, you're going to be the talk of the flower beds this fall. Going to be so proud. Oh, Miss Iris, look at you. Oh, dear, what am I going to do with you? All I see is green stalks. No blooms this year, I see. Scrawny, straggly. Have potential. I know you do. I know you have that potential in you. I've given you everything a little iris could want. Fresh water, soil, fertilizer. But you just didn't take it, did you? I was a little disappointed, but you know what, Miss Iris? I'm not going to give up on you. I won't. There's going to be another spring just for you. Well, people think I'm a little crazy talking to y'all. I know they do, but that's okay. Because one time, Miss Lily and Miss Iris and the mums here, I couldn't take care of you. I couldn't take care of my own self. But I had to talk to the master gardener, and the master gardener told me I need to spend some time in his garden, and that garden was Celebrate Recovery. And during that time, I learned that I couldn't, that one day I could be a rose, or that I was a rose with a lot of thorns, or was I a thorn with rose? I don't know. <laughs> but I had weeds, and my master gardener told me that these weeds had to be pulled, and I also had to be uh, trimmed and pruned. I was at one time like a Miss Iris. But again, through Celebrate Recovery, I knew that to pull my weeds and to be pruned, that I could grow again. Yes, during that time of eight months of, of sharing, transparency, I had my little head pinched off quite a few times. But that's all right, because I'm blooming and I'm growing. That's right. But you know, to stay like this, is not good, and I don't want to be like that, dried up. I've got to be careful not to be a Miss Lily, though. I don't want to be too proud and too haughty, but I do want to stand proud that I've come and realized through Jesus Christ and celebrate recovery, I'm no longer here. But I had weeds, and through, through the training, my weeds were... Um, I didn't grow as lush as uh, the flowers here, but my weeds were uh, pride, jealousy, self-pity, depression. Some things were very deep-rooted in my life, and I'm still working on those, but they're pulling up. They're pulling up each and every day, and I take that hoe out, and I keep digging, and I'm digging. I'm now drinking the living water, so one day I can be a Miss Rosie and full of bloom. And I'm going to be what my master gardener says I can be. Through his love and his care, I'm going to trust him and um, blossom where he decides to plant me. And where he plants me, I'm going to bloom because he is what I trust. He is what makes me grow. So, ladies, thanks for listening, and I don't care if the neighbors did hear me talking to you. You did me some good. Bye. I'll see you tomorrow. Miss Danita, that was wonderful. That was really wonderful. Great analogy. I think uh, we've all had our heads pinched off once in a while, haven't we? But aren't you thankful that he does?
And um, that's a that was a great way to illustrate celebrate recovery and the things that uh, the habits and the hang-ups that we have in life and how she's overcoming that. And I, I know that Mike, if, if Mike and Sue were to stand here or, or John and Danita, they could probably tell you testimony after testimony of people that are recovering through that ministry. Um, right now, um, we're going to have my little girl, Alyssa, wants to come up and she wants to give you a Bible verse or the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, help be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. Always forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil, and thine is the kingdom the power and glory forever and ever. Amen. She came home one day, and once again, this is a credit to you all here who teach Sunday school, Miss Mavis and Mr. Joe, and, and, and uh, she learned that. And I think, uh, I don't know if it's Sunday school or children's church, but she came home and just said it one day, and we didn't even know she was, we just said, Wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> um, if you would, you know, we don't want to talk about us or anything, but Alyssa does have a surgery later this week, and if you just lift her up in prayer, for those of you who know, she's got an underdeveloped ear, and it's an aesthetic, uh, it's plastic surgery, so it's uh, you know nothing really major, but nonetheless, she is only five years old, so we just want to pray for her as she goes. Um, if the youth praise team would come on up, this will be our final uh, song for for praise night tonight um does anybody ever get up in the morning and you just say to yourself you know i think today i'm going to just i'm just going to go through today without god you ever just make the conscious decision to say you know what i thank god just hang on just stay here i'm going to go do my day without you today i don't think we would ever want to do that well this song just it's a simple message it's, it just simply says, Lord, I need you. And I think that we should all, every day that we wake up, the first thing, every, the first breath you take, you inhale, and when you exhale, Lord, I need you. That'll be just the first thing. And going to bed at night. And this is just a beautiful worship song of, Lord, I need you. And um, we could use this as a time, if, if you feel like you need to come to the altar to get anything under the blood, you need to come and leave it here <laughs> or whatever it is. If you want to do that during this song, just worship with us as they sing, Lord, I need you. Lord, I 
Spirit spoken to you tonight. You know, we, we've heard a lot of testimony tonight. We've heard a, a lot of different of, of ministries. We, we've, we, we've touched on children's ministry tonight. We've touched on our student, our youth ministry. We touched on Celebrate Recovery. You know, the thing about a church is, is folks, we're a family here. We're family from young to old. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about Rayford Road Church is there's such a wonderful blend that God has allowed us to hear that 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 we we do have young we do have old and and it's not like we're trying to to focus on on one little group folk everyone it doesn't matter whether you're sister out is age and walk the walk sister out has walked her or you're just a child folks we all have hurts we all have issues And I, I believe that, that until our die, eyes close in death, that, that we need him. And maybe your heart cried tonight. Maybe there's something that you are just dealing with tonight. And why don't you just bring it and say, God, I need you. I need you. God, would you just take me up and would you hold on me? Would you love on me? God, would you use me? And um, as, our, as our young people continue to play and now sing this song, maybe the Holy Spirit spoken to you. Maybe tonight you're just in the need of a Savior. I invite you to come. The altar's open, my friends. If you need someone to pray with you, we'll stand with you and pray with you as they continue to sing. just continue to if you just play through you know tonight um, we have a lot of families that's going through some some battles themselves little Alyssa's having surgery this week and 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 and, and John says it's not major it's just major for them and it's major for her to have her ear reconstructed and we need to pray we need to pray for for Alyssa um, sister Alice having soldier shoulder surgery this this week and um, and um, we need to pray for her um, you know, we, we, we've heard about the, the, the battle that um, Mackenzie's fighting and, and Boy Valerie and her family's been in so much of a battle. And, um, and folks, we're a body, we're a family. And part of being a family of the body of Christ, when one of us hurt, we all should hurt. And um, we need to pray for one another. And, and that's what we want to just take some time. We want to take some time praying for one another right now. And, and just asking God to do that. And I'm going to be praying. And, and guys and guys, if you just continue to play. And, um, and, and again, even as I pray, you may need to come down and say, God, you know, pray for me. And let us minister to you right now. And, uh, Father, we love you, Lord. And, God, um, God, we come today. And, and even as our, our young people are singing, God, we need you. And, God, I just pray not. I pray for a little listen, Lord. And God, I just pray that God, that you would use this surgery and the surgeries that are to come, Lord, for the reconstruction of her ear. And God, that that will be a thing that that will be of the past, your Father. Be with her mom and dad, God. Um, 
God, there's, there's no minor surgeries for mom and dads. And I just, I just pray. I, I pray that, God, that you be John and Jeannie. And I, I pray for the doctor's hands and they'll be skilled, dear Father, to do the work that needs to be done and, and, and to set it up for her next surgery. And, God, you just bless her. And, God, you minister to her. And, and God, I pray for Sister Alda. She's fighting some shoulder stuff, Lord. And I pray this surgery will go perfectly well in her life, Lord. And, God, it will begin to restore that which is, has been torn, dear Lord. And, God, that her recovery will, will be even sooner, Lord. And, and, God, we know that shoulder surgery is tough. And now Bruce and his recovery, you be with him. And, God, I understand this. And you just be with her, Lord. God, um, that you will just put her back in her ministry just as soon as possible, Lord. And, and I commit that to you. And, Father, I pray, Lord, I pray for Mackenzie tonight, Lord. And, God, this, this injury does not want to heal. And, um, God, you are the healer, Father. And I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that, God, that this, this concussion, whatever it may be, that, God, that even tonight it will be restored. That, God, that you would just be, be with her body. And, God, that you would just bring healing to her body and in a way that even the doctors will be just, just flabbergasted, dear Father. And, God, be with this family. Be with the Hickmans, Lord. They've, they've fought one battle after another recently. And, God, I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray the blood of Christ over that family. And, Father, I pray against any, any spirit of infirmity. I pray against any, 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 any spirit of wickedness, dear Father, that's trying to bring assault against their family. And, God, I, again, I pray the blood of Jesus over the Hickman family. God, you minister to them, and God, you restore them to health, and you just, you just protect them and guard them, Father, in, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we just, we just come tonight and we pray again. We, we pray for our children and God that, that, and our children's ministries and all those who work so diligently with our children, dear Father. God, whether it be from preschool, just, just right on into our, our children group. God, I, pr I pray for the workers, Lord God, and I pray that you'd send forth more workers. God, we, we can never have enough people to, to work with children, dear Lord. And God, that is so vital. God, that even as we, we, we heard a little this, Lord, that, that the God, that the Lord's prayer being sowed in her heart, dear Father, the God, that even today, Lord, and, and, and at my age, that prayer is so special to me. That there's just times, Lord, that God, that I don't know what else to say. I'll just begin to speak the Lord's Prayer. And God, there's, I don't believe there's any other thing that brings great, greater comfort in my life. And, um, and God, thank you for just sowing it in her heart. And so young, thank you for those who've taught that to her, dear Father. And, and God, for our young people, that God, that, that, that Lord, those that would go to camp and, and go canoeing. And, and God, being able to sow the word, and not only that, but teach them how to work and them how to minister, dear Father. And God, I just, I just pray that. God, I pray for youth workers, our leaders, dear Father. And God, that you would work. And I pray for the friendships that's been forged, dear God. That God, these would be lifelong friendships. Recognizing, dear Father, that, that when we're part of the church, this is family, dear Father. That we become family. And, um, and I pray that, that God, that you would do that. And God, and, and our celebrate recovery as we've, we've heard Danita speak today, that God, that, um, God, we, we can relate so much. How many of us have been just like that broken flower, dear Father? And God, I just pray that, Lord, that, that God, that you'd put people around us that will encourage us and, and minister to us. And God, that you, we realize that, God, you're the one, you're the one, dear Father, that brings the increase. But, God, you use people to do that, dear Father. And so, God, I just pray for these ministries, Lord, and, God, we can continue to speak in so many different ways. But, Father, I pray, I pray for this church. And, God, I just pray that, God, that, um, Lord, that we'll just continue to be able to, to reach out. And, and, God, the hurting and, 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 Lord, that those that are the broken flowers out there, God, that, that, um, that you'd make us not afraid to knock on doors like these young people did this week or, or get out of our comfort zone through, through missions or ministry. But, God, I, I pray that you would just bless this church and use this church for your glory. And, God, we praise you for all things. In Christ's name, amen.